our message today is, if you want to turn to um, 1 John in the process of all this, 1 John 4 verse 8, um, we, you know, we talked about prayer last week, and before that we talked about being a good Berean as far as studying the word for yourself to make sure you, we know exactly what scripture is saying and not what whoever the speaker is, me or anybody else, you know, we need to make sure we're reviewing all the scriptures so we know. And so today, that leads us into, does God love you and me? Okay. Um, and we're going we're gonna to prove this out in scripture because we need to make sure we know that God loves us. You say, well, why is that so important? Because if he loves us so much, how come we don't reciprocate? How often, like, um, Pastor Karen was saying, you know, how often do we acknowledge to God, thank you for what you're do doing for me right now, what you've done for me all day, what you've done for me all my life, okay? Because there's a lot of people that, who are not right here right now who are having a hard time just breathing, just walking, seeing, hearing, but yet God's blessed us with all these things. So, again, we're going to look at this through the scriptures. Does God love you and me, I'd like us to keep that in our mindset. I had a letter uh, come, you know, different people, I'm on their list to receive things. And the first Seventh-day Baptist church down in, in uh, Houston, Texas, that's where I came into the Seventh-day Baptist church. And they had several um, missionaries, okay. And this one missionary, they wrote, uh, this is the follow-up letter to what they originally wrote. And it says, dear family, okay, uh, this is the lady Joyce that writes, sent this out. She says, dear family, read Abraham's report below. And he says, praise God. My dear church family, this is uh, Brother Abraham writing to us. <clears throat> I thank you so much for all your support, especially your prayers. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ saved my life one more time. I am doing much better recovering well from COVID-21. Finally feeling good since six days, almost all the symptoms are, are gone just recurrent headaches and lightheaded. I was very ill, but applied all my knowledge of medicine and prayers, uh, did the, let me stop. I was very ill, but applied all my knowledge of medicine and prayers did the miracle again, as Pastor Karen was telling us about praying. I thank God, especially on this holy Shabbat Shalom, I am feeling great. This was written last Sabbath. I believe our awesome God, King of the universe, almighty, has not done his mission with me on this earth. Therefore, I will keep on the good fight. I shall continue keeping the faith. I will continue the race to reach the finish line. There I shall wait for the crown of the e eternal life from our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Here now is June. It is, he's talking about where he's at overseas. It's a, it is a rainy day, pouring rain. It feels good. It is the rainy season. After the two strongest hurricanes, Cat 5, the climate has changed and it feels like spring. Soon there will be lots of green and abundant fish. I may stay under, until September, continue helping my native people. I will be immune for another 16 months after this COVID-21. I really appreciate it to all of you in Christ Jesus being a really great family. No wonder God hears our prayers. I send you much blessings from God, from our good Lord Jesus, Christ and Abba, our heavenly, our heavenly Father. May the great Holy Spirit be with you always. 
Now, this fellow is a medical doctor. He speaks three languages. So when I'm reading this, I have to remember that, you know, sometimes there's some breaks in there. <laughs> so, but um, um, if you met him, you would understand, and I'm sure everybody in here has probably met a missionary at one time or another. And, you know, whether just whether in the country or out in the world, um, the one thing about the church down there, they had a lot of missionaries, okay? And they, they're still going out, and they come in every once in a while, maybe two or three times a year, and they share the love of God, you know, and how prayer, like we studied last week, and what Pastor Ron's been talking about. So you say, well, how do, what does that have to do with does God love me, okay? When you get a letter like this, you think about all, I can think about, I guess, all that he's been through, okay? And you hear him talking about COVID-21. And, you know, too often we talk about COVID-19, well, but we don't talk about the other COVID-18s, okay? Or the, the ones that are now 2021, okay? Because a lot of times the medical community uses nu uh, uh, numbers, okay, to explain it to people like us who wouldn't understand. And, you know, like we have the, with the variants, okay? And this is what this is, is all a variant of one particular virus, okay? Um, and, you know, when, when we hear something different, do we understand it, like Sister Karen was telling us today, um, that God loves us through all this, okay? Uh, even last week, you know, I mentioned about me being up here with the pain, right? And, uh, again, you, we have to remember, if you've given your all to God, we, we're just like Paul, okay? He's a great example for us. You know, we go through anything. I, had, I received medication last uh, Tuesday when I went to the doctors, but I can't use it now because... I would fall asleep. <laughs> okay. so, but the thing is, God still works his miracles through us because we want to focus on him, what's important to him. Okay. So looking at uh, 1 John 4, verse 8, it says here, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Okay. And this is what we need to remember. God is love. His love for us is detailed in Psalm 103, if you want to turn to Psalm 103, because 103, I have to read the entire thing for it to make sense as far as the rest of the scriptures. He is the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. In Psalm 103, I'll, I'll read if you want to follow. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquities, who heals all our diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, and that means fight with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. And we know that is grace and mercy. Okay? For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. And again, we're talking about reverential fear, respectful fear. Okay? As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities, pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. And again, we're talking about respect. For he knows our, our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. 
for the wind passes over it and it is gone. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. On those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. And again, what are we supposed to do? He instructs us we're supposed to follow through. Okay. That's a responsibility and an opportunity. Verse 19, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, his messengers, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you, his host. I have some ink written under here, I got <laughs> You ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. I had some bleed through from my highlighter. <laughs> but again, you know, we, we look at these things, um, especially verse 16, where it says, for the wind passes over it. You know, we have hurricanes and tornadoes. Do we realize that's what that is? You know, um, these things that seem like there's something uh, just so out of the world, they're really not that. They're right here. We can understand them if we let the Holy Spirit reveal these things to us. Okay. Um, but we have to be wanting to pay attention. And that's a part of love, okay? And, and so the reason I wanted to read Psalm 103, because the rest of the scriptures and, and, and points will allude to everything we just read, okay? His love passes knowledge, okay? We can look at Ephesians 3, verse 19 to find that out. God laid down his life for humans, okay? We love others by laying down our lives for them. Do we do that? Okay, again, we're talking about love. Simple love. Brian and I were talking about missed opportunities because, um, you know, we were so focused on what we were doing or what we needed to do with our schedules that we missed opportunities to help somebody else. And that's love. If we're supposed to be like Jesus, what did Jesus do? He healed. He helped. He did everything he could. And so as, as, as his ambassadors, we're supposed to do the same thing. And it's not supposed to be a chore. It's supposed to be automatic. Okay? Just like we eat food. Okay, we dress ourselves, we bathe, whatever we do, it's just a habit. And we need to make sure we're asking God to give us sufficient Holy Spirit to be habitually in his will and be ready to be his ambassadors. Okay. Um, let's look at uh, John 15, verse 14. John 15, verse 14, it says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. So think about that, if. And if we don't, then we're not his friends. It's not hard, okay? But that's our choice. Christ calls us his friends, okay? He will do more for us than we can imagine. Ephesians 3, verse 20. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Okay. I know most of us have been through things that we've asked God for certain things, and maybe they didn't come when we expected. But a lot of times they were more than we could ever even have anticipated. I mean, I know I have. You know, it's like you ask for this, and all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, I didn't expect that, you know. But we need to make sure we're acknowledging to God, hey, we appreciate his love for us, to love us that much. Not only give me what I wanted, but beyond anything I could ever have considered. Okay? 
Christ is not ashamed to be our elder brother. Hebrews 2 verse 11. Hebrews 2 verse 11, it says, for both he, talking about Jesus, who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he not only, talking about Jesus again, is not ashamed to call them brethren. <coughs> Think about it. But it's all about love. Okay. Him loving us and we in turn loving him and letting me know because we want to let him know we appreciate his love for us. Christ's love for us is as a man should love his wife. Ephesians 5, verse 25. And y'all know that's a favorite one of mine. <laughs> 5, verse 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, one of the reasons I like that scripture so much, not just for the literal, but for the spiritual, because Wives, you know, we understand that you guys are supposed to be submissive to your husbands and, you know, all this sort of thing. But men need to realize, we men need to realize that it's for us also because we're spiritual wives to our husband, Jesus Christ. So if whatever we expect from our, our wives, we need to be showing them spiritually at least. And it's no, no harm in showing it literally as well. Okay. So we have a double responsibility in showing that kind of love. We are a special people to God, 1 Peter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter 2, verse 9. It says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him Talking about Jesus again, who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We, there's no better light than what Jesus shines on us, collectively and individually. You know, do we really appreciate that light? Okay. God loved us so much that he suffered for us and died for us. Do we do the same thing with our families and friends and all our other relationships? Are we really willing to die for somebody? Okay. I'm sure all of us in here can think about somebody that, you know, we, we can realize even spiritually that they've actually died for us somewhere along the line in our lives. They gave up something that they didn't have to give up so we could have their, part of their love. Part of our lives would be better. You know, we think about, especially those of us who, whose parents are no longer with us, you know, we think about all the things they do. It, it doesn't matter what day they expired. The thing is, the longer we live and the longer we experience our generations in front of us, okay, we realize, you know, they, they gave up a lot, you know, because we can just think about the things we have done. And they had it a lot harder, as far as what I'm concerned, a lot harder than I did, <laughs> okay? Because the thing is, I have more comfort to be able to get more things done in a different way under different circumstances. I mean, think about the laws, like uh, we were talking about the uh, mentally, uh, um, people are going through mental illness, you know, now. Um, think about it, a lot of us didn't have access to things like that when we were growing up, you know. They di we didn't have the programs that they have now, you know, to help us with our kids, raising our kids. So again, we need to remember, um, God's given us a great opportunity, 
not only to know his word, but to practice his word, to live his word, to bring him glory. Because he loved us, we want to make sure we show him that we love him. John 3.16, which I'm sure everybody knows except me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, a lot of times we, we repeat that. You know, we can say it. We, some of us can memorize it. But when you, when you read it, are we taking our time to read it and see what each word means? I mean, to give up. Think about it. You had, you had uh, the father willing to give up his son, but yet you also had the son loving his father enough to be willing to do that. That's a lot of love. You know, when we look at that kind of love, what things has God asked us to give up? Right, to show our love for him when he's loved us so much. Let's look at Galatians 2, verse 20. Galatians 2, verse 20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Okay, how many times in, in life are we willing to love somebody enough? Say, okay, my, my life doesn't matter as long as I can make sure that they feel the love of Christ. And a lot of times, you know, we think, well, yeah, well, it's, it's kind of hard, but not really if we're living in the Spirit. Okay, if we're letting the Holy Spirit guide us, then we're asking God to retune our mindsets to be in tune with his will, his word, his guidance. Okay? And, and it's, not, it's not really hard to hear that if we're approaching God for wanting a better relationship with God, okay? The hard part comes is when we try to ask God to bless what we want to do. I need to die to my will. Yes, I have something planned every day for the next, well, until I'm 121, okay? <laughs> That's what I tell people. I'll live to, I, the only way I can catch up is to be up 121, okay? But if God calls me before that, guess what? I'm ready to go, okay? And that's how we need to look at things. Well, whatever God gives us to enjoy, enjoy it for that period of time. And I know we, I'm talking about things, but we need to make sure our relationships are even above that. Amen. Because, you know, we, we, we go to funerals, we have people pass away, you know, and it doesn't matter whether it's young or old because there's so many things going on in this world, you know. It's like, who? Who's not here? Who passed away? You know, and I mean, we have too much of that, you know. And the thing is, are we appreciating those who are here with us now? And again, that's the love of God, because God's showing us love all day, every day, not a split second gone by. But do we appreciate that love by sharing the love of God in us with others, with our own love? God loved us so much that he suffered for us and died for us. Again, John 3.16 and Galatians 2.20, he wants to save us, not condemn us. Okay, John 3.17 it says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's us. You know, you can be saved a lot of different ways. Saved from what? You know, we look at the children of Israel. God saved them from Egypt. But how many really appreciate it? You know, we think about the word slavery um, in Egypt. 
we think about it here in our own country, but do we realize that a lot of us have allowed ourselves to be in slavery to Satan and his way and his world? You know, we, look at, we can look at other people, but are we looking inside? Am I slave? I'm still enslaved by my biases and my trespasses. My own viewpoint of things. And we discussed that a little bit in Sabbath class, okay? And the thing is, I need to ask God to continue to help me to get over my biases, okay? Because that's standing in the way of God showing his love through me to everybody he brings me in contact with. I mean, it's a fact. But if we don't acknowledge that we have problems, how can we ask God to forgive us? How can we ask God to bless us with a godly, repentant attitude? Because let's face it, it starts with attitude. What's my attitude about this or that? Okay. And I want to let God know that I truly appreciate his love for me. And I want his love to show to others through me. Even when God corrects us, it is the love that actually does the work. We have to let that work happen in us. Okay. But we, we have to remember we, we are human. <laughs> So we put up a good fight, okay? Well, yeah, I know God said that, and I know that the Word said that, but, you know, I explained last week about me driving here doing the speed limit. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. But you know what? All the rest of the week, God was showing me, okay, see, hey, it's not as hard as you want it to be. If you love me enough, you'll follow what the authority that I placed over you direct you to do, okay? It's still rough, okay? <laughs> but the thing is, God knows we, a lot of things we're not going to just jump from here to there, but at least we can start the process. I tell people that ask me about tithing, you know, I said, well, you know, yes, it's 10%. Well, you know, let's face it, before we started tithing, 10% was a lot, okay? But I just said start. You know, if, if you can only give 10 cents, a dime a week or whatever your pay period is, okay? Put a dime in, okay? Start somewhere, you know? And a lot of times, you know, we have people that will tell us, well, you either do it this way or, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, God's, what, what did Jesus bring us? The love of mercy and grace. Start the process, okay? Um, like Sister Karen was telling us today, since you're sitting out there, I'd call you Sister Karen, okay? <laughs> But, you know, it's like we need to make sure that, you know, we pray. It doesn't matter. We, there's, no, there's no absolute uh, um, way of praying. Pray whenever the Holy Spirit moves you to pray, okay? I heard a, a minister one time say, well, you need to pray on your knees. If you're too good to pray on your to knees, then you've got problems. Well, I think about all the driving I did. I think about other truck drivers, bus drivers, uh, flight attendants, whatever. I hope they're praying, Amen. you know. Exactly. You know, I mean, we can't put people in a box because of the way we do it. Okay, because God showed me that doesn't mean it's a way for Justin or Brian. Okay, or Miss McDonald. Doesn't, I mean, we need to make sure we're listening to the Holy Spirit, the love of God and the Holy Spirit for how God wants to share his love with us. And what is his love? Spending time with him. You know, go, I go back to the old my old adage of, uh, you know, when you send love letters, when you, you know, puppy love or whatever, you know. And the good, to, to me, the good part about that was you had to wait for a response. <laughs> and, and, and that's one of the things I think about when we ask God for something. 
okay, because we might want to have something that we love, okay, and God says, well, yeah, I want the best for you. You're only thinking about better. I want you to have the best. So I'm going to withhold the better or the good, okay, until I can give you the best. Okay, are we holding on and waiting for that, okay? Or do we want immediate satisfaction and screw it all up? <laughs> That's the, th the difference between a, our God, who is love, versus the, the God that wants to be in charge, okay? And we know that's Satan. It's only two, two ships to be in, the one with God or the one with Satan, okay? So again, if we're, gonna, if we're gonna appreciate God's love, we have to let God know it by our thoughts, words, and actions, and our attitudes and motivations. The correction that God gives is for our own good that we may grow in character. Hebrews 12, verse 10. Hebrews 12, verse 10. It says, for they indeed, for a few days, talking about our parents, right, or guardians, whoever raised us, for a few days chastened us as it seemed best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Okay? That doesn't mean that our relatives didn't, or, or whoever raised us, um, didn't discipline us, for, not just for our good, but because they loved us. I mean, let's face it, if you get in trouble and the person that's raising you is trying to guide you in the right way to go, they're going to show it to you with love. If the police do it, they don't care about love. They just need to get their job done, okay? And this is a lot of things a lot of our kids today don't understand. You know, that we're trying to do our best for you because we love you. We want to show you what true love is. And that love that we're showing you is not necessarily our love, it's God's love for us and for you, okay? And that's where we have the opportunity to share uh, biblical principles with them as far why this rod is necessary or why the staff is necessary to guide, okay, and rod of correction. Christ understands everything we go through. So the question is, whom does God love, okay? So I'm going to go through this real fast. All, you have all the scriptures. I know I've skipped over some, but, you know, that's why when we go to our closet, we can go through all of them again, right? Okay, whom does God love? And our question was, does God love you and me? Well, hopefully this will answer it. God loved us even when we were dead in trespasses. His love for us is according to his mercy, not our righteousness. God loves those who obey him. Okay, so if we don't obey, guess what? Should we continue to expect God's love? I mean, this is what it says, okay? The Father loves those who love Christ. So if we acknowledge Christ, we still have the love. The Father, uh, I'm sorry, Christ loves the church. Christ loved his disciples even in the final hours before the excruciating pain of crucifixion. And when you think about that and think about how many people just went aside, they just... I mean, nobody there but him. I mean, I'm sure most of us have been in situations sometimes where, you know, we depended on people. They just didn't come through. No. Um, when, I was, when I was working, um, I used to tell people when I transferred to a, a new area is that I'm here for you anytime I can be, okay? But I also told them, I know that when I call on you, you may not be able to help me. So don't feel bad about it. 
you know, because humans, you know, well, I helped you, you know, back in so-and-so, you know, you can't help me now, you know. But, but the love of God doesn't work that way. It's like, let me, whatever I can do, even if I'm, I get, get myself backed up in my work, okay. And that's not me, Terry Goodman, that's God, you know, the love of God working through me. Because guess what? He would always help me to catch up, okay. And that's the thing about it. We can never lose with the love of God. So if we can appreciate his love bringing us through, why shouldn't we allow him to help us to love others, to help them through? We can't lose, okay? Um, Christ will never forsake us. He says, I am with you always in Matthew 28, verse 20. Unlike all other forms of love, nothing can separate us from God's love. And let's read that in Romans 8. And this will be our closing scripture. Romans 8, verses 35 to 39. It says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. Are we really allowing ourselves to be killed all day long? from the fleshiness and our approach to things, okay? We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. So guess what? We agreed to suffer. So why do we complain when we suffer? Because no matter how much we suffer, still the love of God is upon us. And like uh, Pastor Kern said earlier, <laughs> he's with us through everything. It doesn't matter. And the more we think about him and his love for us, guess what? The things that are wrong in our lives disappear. You don't even think about it. Temporarily, <laughs> but, you know, the, because when, you, when God can use us for something, it's just so enjoyable, so perfect, you know, and it makes our lives even, even better. And even not just spiritually, but physically, we feel better because we know we have the love of God, even if everybody else comes up short. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is, Christ, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I put down here, from, when I wrote this a long time ago, I highlighted the only person that can set me, separate me from God is me myself because it's my choice whether I want to appreciate God's love enough for him to love me and love others through me okay and it's a transition you know you know step by step because if God if I, I have to say this for myself if God showed me 40 years ago the things I would have gone through I wouldn't have taken the trip I wouldn't even start it you know and that's why we need to appreciate the love of God because he takes us step by step he holds on to us through the whole process the thing is, are we holding on to him? So again, our question was somewhere, does God love you and me? Now, hopefully by this, what we've uh, learned today is that we know God loves us. The question is, do, do we love him? Amen.